Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you For the next uh, 15 minutes, um, we're going to pray in tongues, um, but I want to, by God's grace, bring a deeper understanding to you. Um, I found that this is what helped me and what helps me when I pray in tongues. And I pray in tongues a lot, um, especially in my own private prayer time with God. Uh, and I pray that the Spirit will bring some illumination. Um, some of you already know, you know everything I'm about to say. He will just give you further revelation of what you already know. Amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. Um, and I, I, I'll, I'll tell you certain words I want you to write down, um, whether you're using an electronic notebook, your iPad, or some note paper. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. I want to read it in four or five versions to us. For he who speaks in a tongue, this is the New King James Version, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Mysteries. So can you write down the word mysteries? No one understands him, but in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. So if you write down that word, mysteries. The message says, same scripture, if you praise him in the private language of tongues, a private language of tongues, God understands you, but no one else does, for you are sharing intimacies just between you and him. So write down those two words, sharing intimacies. So first word was mysteries. Second word is sharing intimacies. The Passion Translation says, when someone speaks in tongues, no one understands a word he says because he's not speaking to people but to God. He is speaking intimate mysteries in the Spirit. So, uh, first one was mysteries. Second one was, second one, two words, sharing intimacies. Third one, two words, intimate mysteries. The Amplified Classic would put it this way. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men but to God, for no one understands or catches his meaning because in the Holy Spirit he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. So from that scripture, two phrases that you write, um, secret truths and then the second one is hidden things. 
If you want to put in brackets, you can then put not obvious to the understanding. And the third one, I mean, and, the, and the last one, is from the New Living Translation. If you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God. Since people won't be able to understand you, you will be speaking by the power of the, by the, power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. Yeah? So, again, like the first one, uh, mysteries, this one talks about it being mysterious. So from those scriptures alone, without going anywhere, we understand that there is this language, tongues, that when we speak it, no one understands it. All scriptures testify to that. That we are speaking directly to God. That it is aided by His Spirit. And that we are talking to God about things that are mysteries, things that are intimacies between us and Him. We are talking to God about intimate mysteries. We are speaking to God about secret truths. We are speaking to God about hidden things. We are speaking to God about things that are mysterious. And it's not obvious to our understanding or anybody else's understanding. Amen? And as we go through scriptures, these truths are buttressed. For there are many scriptures that talk about tongues, but from the scriptures we understand that there are two types of tongues the Bible is talking about. The first one we saw at Pentecost. And so when the Spirit of God came, as the Bible tells us in Acts, the second chapter, the people started speaking in tongues. But the Bible says they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? So the people were speaking, but then they were hearing what the people were saying in languages that they knew. So these were, these were Jews from all around the world that had gathered in Jerusalem. So they spoke different languages from different cultures. I mean, these were people who had, who, who, some of them had become Jews out of their culture. So they go on to say that the, the Parthians and, 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 and the Medes or Medes, and the Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, even all the way to Africa, parts of Libya, visitors from Rome, and they were hearing all these, their local languages. So people who only spoke one language, the Spirit came upon them, and they started to speak languages that they had not been taught that they didn't know prior to the Spirit coming upon them. And they spoke this langu this, this lang this, these languages, and what they did in the languages was that they began to speak in other tongues and declare the wonderful works of God. Does this still happen today? It does. It's not common, but it does. Um, Pastor Lickett 
who most of you know, told us a story that, took, that happened a few months ago. He was taking his prayer walk around the part of London that he leaves, and he was praying in the spirit, and praying as he got carried away in the spirit, his voice started to rise. And an Asian gentleman that was walking by him suddenly stopped in his tracks and said to him, how did you know who I was? And he said, I don't know who you are, sir. He says, but you were calling my name and you were, you were saying things about God and calling my name. And he said to him, I've never met you before. I don't know your name. Uh, and he now started to explain what he was doing. And the, the man was so shell-shocked at what, how he heard his name called and what he heard. Cut a long story short, there on the streets of London, he led the man to Christ. So it happens still, but it's not common, but it still happens. This is just a few months ago, and he, was, he told this testimony. So those are the, that's when it's a natural language. But then the Bible makes clear that it can also be a supernatural language. And that's when it's an unknown tongue, so it's not known anywhere on earth. It's a supernatural language. That's why the Bible says, when, for one who speaks in an unknown tongue, the Amplified Classic says, and all the versions help us understand that when it's an unknown tongue, it comes by the Spirit of God, Man can't understand it. Only God understands it. And I can understand why God would bless us with such a gift. Because sometimes God wants it to be a conversation between a daughter and, and, and her father, a son and his father, about intimacies. And he doesn't want anybody else involved in the discussion. And so he allows the Spirit to give us a language that is supernatural. And I, I, I didn't want to go through the, the entire teaching on this, but this language is really a private prayer language. When it is used publicly in terms of bringing a message to the church, then somebody there should cry out for the spirit of interpretation because as Paul says, if we don't interpret it into something we can understand, the message is lost on the church. And part of our prayer is that we are entering a season where the gifts of the Spirit will be poured out on the church and there will be so much more interpretation in our churches when it, is, when it comes as a word of prophecy to encourage the church. But when it's, a, when it's used as a prayer language, especially when a person is praying and it's not coming as prophecy to encourage the church, then no one understands it. Sometimes God can give the person an interpretation of what they're saying, but he doesn't have to because really the person is talking by the Spirit, by his Spirit to God, by the Spirit of God to God. And so in that instance, it's a supernatural language. 
It's unknown tongues. And let's be encouraged by Paul. In addition to his teaching as to how this gift that was being abused in the church of Corinth, and you can imagine in the church of Corinth, there was a lot of showing off. People would get on the pulpit and they would speak in tongues and nobody would bring an interpretation. And it was a prophecy, they said, for the church. It's of no use to the church because there's no interpretation. But as a prayer language, this is what Paul says as he gives us a glimpse into his own prayer life. And I'm sure you know if there's anybody's prayer life we want to emulate, it surely must be Paul's prayer life. Arguably, in the New Testament expression of the church, without, with the exception of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the one person whose prayer life I want to emulate must surely be Paul's. And this is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, verses 18 and 19. He says, I thank my God, so he's grateful to God, that I speak with tongues more than you all. Now, Paul is not open to boast, is not prone to boasting. And I don't think this was him boasting. I think this was him encouraging us to say, listen, even though I've corrected how you use this, this prayer language, I was correcting the excesses, the abuse of it, so that you use it in the proper way. And just so you know, I speak in tongues more than you all. What was he saying? This is a major part of my life. And when I read that, I could imagine Paul going on his missionary journeys, um, sailing from place to place, encountering storms, um, encountering persecution. And I can imagine him just talking to God in the spirit, talking to God on the seas in the spirit, praying in tongues, muttering under his breath, breath in tongues, constantly speaking about mysteries and intimacies and secret things and hidden things and secret truths all in his spirit. I can imagine Paul doing that. And my encouragement to you is that let's be like Paul. Let's talk a lot to God in this language, especially when we are one-on-one -on -one with him. He goes on to say, as he corrects it, I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also. So if I'm teaching, it would be crazy if I came here and said, the sermon for, for, for today is I give you a title to a sermon and then next thing I start, and I go on like that for 30 minutes at the end. I say, I hope you understood the truth in that sermon. Now, of course, that would be, that would be so silly of me because except someone has an interpretation, I've been speaking to God, I have not been speaking to you, so I can't have taught you anything. I might as well have called a prayer meeting and told you, as we are going to do now, that I want you to talk to God in your, in your, in your supernatural language. And I think that where this finds its expression strongest in the Bible, where, where you understand how precious this, this gift is of speaking in tongues, is where the Bible talks about our weakness in the place of prayer. Romans 8, verse 26, 27. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, and that's what we acknowledge. But in this matter of prayer, we are just 
weak. Without the Spirit, we are severely handicapped in prayer. So handicapped in prayer. That's why the helper was, was sent and the helper came, the Spirit came. He says, helps us in our weaknesses. And Paul acknowledges that as much as we think, wow, Paul was just an amazing man of God. He acknowledges that in this area of prayer, as a human being, I am weak. And he goes on to, to share some of the weaknesses that we suffer as human beings. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Sometimes we're not sure. How exactly do I pray, pray about this? How does God want me to pray about this? How does, God, what, how does God want me to articulate this prayer? And then he says, But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So the Spirit comes alongside and begins to intercede for us. We have the Spirit of God in us. This, this, is, a, this is such an amazing gift. It is as close as we get to God saying, can I use your vocal cords so that I can talk to myself about my plans for you, which you have no clue about, you can't understand. It's too deep for you maybe at that point in time. It might scare you if I explained it to you, but I need to be spoken about it because that's part of the partnership in prayer. So it is as close as God gets to saying, give me your vocal cords. And it has to be your vocal cords because you have a part to play. So, of course, you yield what God has given you, your vocal cords. And, and heaven is not magical. You know, God is not going to bypass your vocal cords to speak. So you have to activate your vocal cords. So a lot of people struggle because they think the Spirit is going to come upon them and then they are going to start to speak without doing anything. No. There's always a step of faith with God. And part of the faith of the gift of tongues is the activation, the opening of your mouth to speak, and then the Spirit gives utterance. And he says, this is beautiful, now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. How do I know accurately when I'm not sure that I'm praying about the will of God in this area? I'm not certain. And I want to talk about it in detail. I, I want to go a bit further than saying, God, let your will be done. I want to talk about the intricacies, the deeper dimensions of God's will being done, as if I know it. I think the gift of speaking in tongues just, just helps that. Because the Spirit knows what is on God's mind, knows what God's will is. So the Spirit brings utterance, and I begin to talk to God, even though I bypass my understanding about his perfect will in that area in my life. The message puts it this way, and this is, you know, the way the message, you know what the message does. It, it's simple language, and sometimes it's easy to, easier to understand. It says, he does our praying in us, in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs and our aching groans. He knows for us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition. You know, when I read that, that struck me. Because I'm sure, you, like you, I, I feel pregnant in this season. I feel like I'm carrying the new in my womb. And I want to birth the new. But I don't know all the details. So the Bible says, that translation says, he knows your pregnant condition. 
He knows what you're carrying. You don't fully understand it, but he knows exactly what you're carrying and keeps us present before God. And then he says this, that's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. How can I be sure about that? Because I'm already talking to God about it, even though I don't know it fully in my understanding. So how does, how, how does one receive this gift? You know, this, this, this gift that is generally called the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Um, but I choose to just call it this gift. Yeah, how does one receive this gift? Well, there are two ways. The first one is by laying on of hands. Yeah, and the Bible is very clear about that. An example is Acts of the Apostles 19 verse 6. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, this was in Ephesus, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. So laying on of hands, a classic way. But then God can be limited. Because what about a time like now where we're praying, we're, we're virtual, where I can't lay hands on you, and even if you were here, we're restricted by all our COVID protocol. Does that mean the Spirit still can't move? Absolutely not. It's the Spirit of God. And that's exactly what happened when he got into the home of Cornelius. While he was speaking to them, and that's what amazed Peter. And that's the message he took back to the church council in Jerusalem. He said to them, this, this thing, this, God must have included them. Because he says, I didn't even touch them. I was just talking to them about Christ. And next thing, the Spirit of God fell upon them and they all started speaking in tongues. Acts of the Apostles 10, 44 to 46 now, as I end, because I wanted us to pray for 20 minutes, how, that's, that was my testimony. No one laid hands on me to speak in tongues. Actually, many people laid hands on me, quite a few. But I never spoke in tongues because I was a very cynical young man with a lawyer's brain. And one of the things they tell you in law is that evidence matters. And I had spent my whole life trying to train my understanding. And now someone told me I have to suspend that understanding. That for me was an entry into foolishness. And so once I found out that it wasn't a yardstick for salvation, and I think Pentecostals particularly need to understand that, it is not a yardstick for salvation. There'll be many children of God in heaven who never spoke in tongues. I then determined that since it's not a yardstick for salvation, I can get on with my Christian life without it. I have, however, found out since I received the baptism that it tremendously helps my Christian life. I could tell you story after story as to how it has totally changed my prayer life. So it's not a yardstick for salvation. And that was my thinking until one day, the Lord allowed me to fall ill and be consigned to my bed. And an English friend of mine, um, this was back in Nigeria, but an English friend of mine um, came to visit me and brought me a dog-eared book. It was a 
terrible looking book. It was torn. It, they'd used sellotape to stick it together. It, there was nothing appealing about the book. Nothing whatsoever. And he brought this book to me. And I threw it away because I, it didn't even appeal to me. The book didn't invite me to read it. But I was stuck in bed. So I picked up the book. And it's a book that I have given so many out since that experience. A book called, they, and they spoke with other tongues, written by a gentleman called Cheryl. I think now it's his name. And I lay in bed and read this book, written by someone who also was skeptical and cynical like me about speaking in tongues, but charted his journey, um, including, and he was trained as a journalist, so he gathered so much information and arrives at a conclusion where this becomes a major part of his life. And as soon as I finished reading that book, I thought, I want this gift desperately. Now, did I get it easily? Absolutely not. I came out on, on, you know, in a line in church where they asked, they laid hands on me, nothing happened. Actually, they said there was a particular prophet type guy who once he laid hands on you, you would speak. He asked me not to go to church. It's a true story. I waited for him on a Sunday. He came. He ran down the church and bigged up himself, spoke so much about himself. And something in my spirit told me, this is wrong. This doesn't sound like a man of God. But I was so desperate that he said he would lay hands on me to speak in tongues. I put my head, he spat all over my head, bah, 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 and then laid hands on me, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. And then one day I was at a prayer meeting in church for a small group of us. They had assigned me to this group, my first assignment. I'd just given my life to Christ. And they started praying in tongues. And then a few things came out of my mouth. And I panicked because I realized I didn't say that. I didn't con that wasn't me in control. I was afraid of losing control. And I panicked. So I stopped praying. But when I got home that night, I thought, you know what? I go, you need this gift. And so I knelt down on my by my bedside. And I started to pray in my understanding. That's the only way I knew. I said, God, I really need this gift. I think, it, I just feel that this is, can you do this for me? Can you do it? Do I need people to lay hands on me? I didn't know the Bible. I didn't know about what, what happened with Peter at Cornelius' house. I just thought, God, you can do anything. There's nobody to lay hands on me. I fell asleep on my knees, having prayed for an hour and a bit or whatever. Round about three or four in the morning, I woke up praying in tongues. And then I couldn't stop for the next two or three hours. I was crying. I was praying. I don't know. I was just crying and praying. And that was the start of the journey. So I want to say, I say, I say all this for someone out there who hasn't received the gift um, of praying in tongues. I'm going to, I'm going to as, we, as we worship, I'm going to believe God to come upon you and you're going to start praying in tongues by the grace of God. No one is going to lay hands on you, but you're going to pray in tongues so powerfully by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. This teaching has gone on longer than I, than I would. I've got a, I've got, God has given me a journey for us uh, to pray in the Spirit, but I think we'll do that tomorrow. I, I don't want to start it and not finish it.
So please just keep this teaching alive in your, in your, in your mind. I'm not going to repeat it tomorrow. We're just going to go into praying in tongues. And we're going to press in in, tr- in tongues. Um, let me share another story with you that, that really encouraged the church. And, you know, um, people like Doc who are here with me and those who are watching online who were with us in the early days uh, when we started this church. We remember um, how, what I used to say to them. It was a picture God gave me that encouraged me to pray in tongues. So one day God said to me, as part of his encouragement to me, to pray for long periods in tongues. Um, just, just pray for long periods in tongues. And don't get intimidated by that. You know, start with, it's like any language. You start and you get, you get more and more used to it. Um, don't be embarrassed like me. When I first started speaking in tongues, um, all, the only two words I said were rebo, rebo, rebo. And one day I said to God, surely this, the language must be more than rebo. Everybody, and I would listen to people. I was a young Christian. I'd listen to people and they sounded so fluent. In, have you heard Pastor Badger pray in tongues? I mean, Pastor Badger prays in tongues and you, you, even if you're not spiritual, you know that the people, he's praying against, the people he's praying about must be afraid of what he's saying because he prays in that voice. You know, and there was I, as a young Christian, just saying, Rebo, 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 Rebo. Then I listened to the people next to me, and they'll be so flaring tongues. Rantikale, Bredekira Musta, Lebrondo, Karisto, Lele, Brisata, Raminde Kelebo, Sikandalabru, Sekadeye. And I thought they were having deep conversations with God. I said, God, this Rebo, you must be tired of it. Rebo, Rebo. That's all I say. Rebo, Bobo, Rebo, Rebo, Bobo, Rebo, Rebo, Bobo. And then, in those days, I was trained to pray long. You know, that's how I was trained in prayer. They would push us to pray. They would literally just push us. You've got to keep praying. And I would just be there, rebo, 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 rebo. After a while, I felt, God, you must be tired of rebo. And then one day, he just expanded my tongue. So, so it's a language. That's the truth. You know, you get more fluent in it. And that's because, not because of your skill, but because you're releasing yourself to the Holy Spirit. You get more fluent in it. Uh, and, and so, if that's all you say, for starters, because now we're just going to, I'm just going to get IBK to worship with the team, and then I'm going to pray for you to speak in tongues, uh, wherever you are. And then tomorrow, let's come prepared. I'm going to take you on this, this journey, and this is what the Lord said to me that en- would encourage us. He said, think of yourself as a, a locomotive train, yeah, that has nowhere to go. And think of you're praying in tongues as lane tracks. And the, the, the further the tracks, the, the further the train can go. So when we would pray for hours in those days, I mean, we still pray for hours, don't get me wrong. We haven't become so sophisticated, we don't pray for hours. But in the early days, as I encouraged people, I'd say to them, don't get tired because your lane tracks, your lane tracks for your life, your lane tracks for your family, your lane tracks for God's plan for the church. Your lane tracks for God's plan for the nation. And then, also want to encourage you. you know, we, we learn from Paul. What does Paul say in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 15? He says, I pray like this in the spirit in tongues. He says, but I also sing in the spirit. And a lot of the church doesn't do that anymore. And you must do that, you know. Think about it. There are times that you can choose the song and God is okay with it. But how many know that like every person, there are times you want a particular thing? How, how, many, how many sometimes just think, this is the food I want to eat? 
Yeah, this particular food, I want to eat that food. And sometimes we'll do crazy things like pass all the other places that are selling all kinds of stuff just because you want that food. And how many, once you eat that food, there's a, there's a certain pleasure you get. It just, you just feel so satisfied. I dare say that sometimes God must think, this is what I want to hear. But guess what? We are saying, no, God, you've got to hear this because last time IBK sang this in church, my God, I felt goosebumps. You were there, God. You've got to hear that song IBK sang. And God says, I don't want to hear the song IBK sang. I want to hear this. Now, when you flow in the Spirit, what are you singing? The Spirit knows the heart of God. That's what the Bible tells us. Knows what God wants to hear. And you sing in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And you can do that for a whole hour or more. Just singing to God in the spirit. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, O God. We bless you. Those of you who can pray in the spirit, just begin to do so as IBK worships. And if you haven't received that baptism, or you have, but you haven't speak, started speaking in tongues, why don't you just believe God? It happened to Cornelius and his household. It can happen to you as well. Just believe God. Believe God. Sweet Holy Spirit, come. There are no limitations with you, Holy Spirit. And it's not just that you will receive those of you who don't, but for some of us, let's believe that deeper utterances and expressions will come. Deeper utterances and expressions. And then tomorrow we'll go on a journey as we pray through many things in the Spirit. Sweet Holy Spirit, please come. Come Holy Spirit. 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 If you're already praying this supernatural language, Ask God for deeper, a deeper utterance. Go on wherever you are. You're believing God. You're, you desire it. You're a child of God. You're born again. You desire this gift. It's a gift that God wants to give you. Why don't you trust Him that the Spirit will come upon you and then release yourself. Release yourself. As, as I just join you in praying in my supernatural language, why don't you release yourself? Jebrebekian 
Bondurabash, Taliba Seke, Bruzatanga, Lebro Kudaye, Keki Yemun Dorobo, Mande Lebro Kotorobo, Jaka Karianda, Brokudaye, Borobojo, Kulobroso, Kulayeke, Ke, Mande Lebro Kolobo Janka, Brezikan de Lebro Kulaye, Mandorba Janka, Kariarabos de Lebrekete, Rando Kotolobokura, Yeke Keriende, Jinananana Mande Lebro Kolobojo, Kulayeke, Mosentu Layeke, Ando Robosto, Labrusaka, Bazote Aliba Akate, Mostula Mande, Kiando Robojo, Kulayeke, Kiriarabazi, Candele Bosto, Mandele Brocolobo Jaka, Bariga Deste, Lebron, Dukaye, Kuramunda, Karianda, Brocosto, Robojo, Kulaye, Mandele Brocorobojo, Kulaye, Mandele Brocorobojo, Kulayeke, Gibrande, Kaluba, Santa, Lebrosum, Kalianda, Brocolobostulaye, Mando Robojaka, Arriba da case keke rianda, boko la brosa en kele bandirianda, brocola boche keriende, mando robojo kolaye, arubazanda keteste, brundo kola musanka karianda, broko korobojo kolaye keke, mando robojo kanda la brasin kalianda, brocosto, borubajanka karianda, brocosto lobojo kolaye, ando robojaka karianda, brocosto lobojo kolaye keke riende, brocosto. Mando robo chocola yenke ki ando robo chocala basteleba i andele brasinda la base ke keriende broko la busta karianda broko sto mando robo chocola yeke kende librasande arribacato broko la yehe esi mando rabastele mendele broso la ye barubajanka broko tolo bozon tula ye arribande ke ki emu shanta karianda broko sto lobo chocola ye rehe kene manda. Brando kulaye ke keriete broko la busta karianda jerere baseke keriende broko la munda kariara bostelema mandele broko laye keriba zanka kariara bosto robosto broko laye ke 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 mando robosha karianda mando robosho kulaye mando robosha karianda jegegege kura boshte keriende broko zanka braki zande mando robosha karianda. Mando robo chocola yekeke, mando robo chocola yekeke, riende broco stolobo, mandele le basinga re abase keriende broco stolobo, mando robo bobo corobo chocola yekeke, riende brezika andale bande libonda, mando robo chocola ye, zebre bebe ki ando robo sto, hehe, brazenke ki ando robo jacari anda broco stolobo, mando robo chocola yekeke ste, zebra dosto broco to. Oh God of mercy, brakalibe sikando robo stolobo, mando robo jokula ye ke 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 ki ando robo jokula ye, mando robo zuka la braze ke ye mante, eli mando robo zuka karianda le 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 boso kura ye, mando robo zuka ye ke ke, mando robo zuka ye ke ke riende, baribazaka karianda, oh base ke li mando robo jokula ye, mando robo jokula ye ke ke. Mando robo jaka karianda broko stolobo. Mando robo jaka karianda broko sto. Mando robo jokola yeke keriende broko stolobo boboko robo. Mando robo jaka karianda broko stolobo boboko robo. Mando robo jokola yeke keriende broko stolobo joka. We thank you, God. We bless you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now, wherever you are. Lift up your hands. If, 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 if you haven't received the baptism, lift up your hands. If you have, 
I'm praying for more of an outpouring of the Spirit upon you. Holy Spirit, please come. Please come. We, we desire uh, for those who already are baptized, a fresh outpouring. For those who haven't, Spirit, come and rest upon them. You came upon the saints that were praying in the upper room like tongues of fire. Come tonight, right now. Rest upon each one of these children of God, wherever they are. For those who desire this gift of speaking in tongues, Spirit of the living God, may they begin to manifest that gift as they speak in tongues. We bless you. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen.